Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In Star Trek We Trust, a Star Trek podcast. And to all of you and to my ghost, Ethan, of course, happy, though belated, First Contact Day. Yeah, First Contact Day. That's, you know, Star Trek, they're coming up with reasons to have these days, and um, it's a nice thing to be doing. First Contact Day has always been a thing since the movie First Contact, obviously. But you have September 6th which is Star Trek Day, the day it premiered, then you have First Contact Day. So, And I was thinking about what other franchises have days like this, and the only one I could think of was Star Wars, with, was with Fourth. May the 4th, and then I've also heard Revenge of the 5th. That's just nonsense. But it's not actually anything, yeah. It's still yeah. cool, though. And the fact it's that you can... It, it's two, two days in a row, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so I guess no, no, yeah. So DC had theirs uh, last year, but they didn't um, have it on any specific day. There's got to be a date that Superman's, you know, ship hit Earth or something. But I guess no one cares. Yeah, but I, I, I gotta say, I now I wasn't expecting there to be a a Star Trek like day event, Star Trek day like event on first contact day so it was pleasant i was pleasantly surprised and i remember saying to you i think in our last podcast that i was hoping that star trek day wasn't just going to be a one-time thing strictly because of this like pandemic right like is this happening in place of like some actual in-person convention right yes and i don't think we expected to have two within a calendar year though no i i i totally forgot about like first contact day and and I think it just so happens that this year, 2021, albeit until not until November, will actually mark the 25th anniversary of the movie First Contact. So it's sort of extra, it's sort of extra fitting for that too. But they they use this day very much like Star Trek Day to announce some things. Yes, and so. it came at a time when, like we had mentioned, that we sort of we're speculating as to what might be next, what might be upcoming because there hasn't been any announcement. So the timing is good as well. No, I think we're only, what are we in April now? So we're only about three months out from season three of discovery. So, and we were trying to figure out what the next thing is going to be. And I think out of that announcement, the only firm date we got was season two of lower decks, which is, if I don't have my dates right, should be August 12th. So I'm going to make the assumption still that I think the last time we talked, we thought it would sort of be a repeat. It would be Lower Decks followed up by Discovery. And then after that, maybe Strange New Worlds. I don't know. So and we don't yeah. have dates on the other shows from this. Is that correct? No, we don't have dates on Prodigy yet. We don't have dates on Picard. I just know that Picard only started filming a few weeks ago. So shortly after Strange New Worlds. So uh, that's... I don't know. I Picard, well, the Picard trailer said 2022, but that's again that can be anybody's wow. guess. So, but I think so, does it seem like the next thing we're going to get is more Discovery? I think so because they started filming that right around the time the third season premiered last October. So right, and it's the only one with a full trailer. Yeah, and so if you think about it that way, Discovery premiered in October, I believe. Yeah, and then and how long ago was October? Um, six months ago. Six months ago. So they're probably they they're probably almost done. I, I probably getting close to 
being finished. So I clearly have a bunch of footage to make a trailer. But my understanding is that given that we're still in this pandemic, they're sort of filming it in I think what they call pods. So like they I think I think filming is going to take a little bit longer simply because they have to follow all of these safety guidelines. So but Right. Yeah. So but again, they announced a slew of things. They announced more than I thought they would. But we got a look at the the trailer for season four of Discovery, season two of Picard, and season two of Lower Decks. And we also got a Captain Janeway reveal mm-hmm. for the other animated series called Star Trek Prodigy. And we also got a little bit of a take on what the concept of that show is going to be still no trailer yet right don't know when that's premiering but yeah did not get what i predicted which i thought we would get some footage of strange new world yeah i i i thought that we would maybe get something i mean in the picard trailer we obviously didn't see any footage so i thought so after seeing the trailer for picard this time i thought well can't surely they can do something like that for strange new worlds Right. Or like I could see that ha- like them panning around the Enterprise bridge with maybe like yes. Pike Crew on the bridge saying like maybe like Pike doing the uh, yeah or like Pike doing the intro which I think just to deviate for one second I'm still hoping that Anson Mount does do that for that show that we do get a space the final frontier from Captain Pike I just and I just think that with the level of fans that Akiva Gold's the level of fandom that Akiva Goldsman has and him desperately wanting to do a Captain Pike show and loving the original series so much I'd be very surprised if they didn't do that mm. yeah yeah it's exciting yeah but I think but unfortunately we don't have that to talk about today we have unfortunately the Discovery trailer oh is that the unfortunate thing we have to talk about <laughs> it's open to interpretation just get it out of the way um yeah so we got a a a reveal for season four of discovery which as we again said that filming began back in october around that time around the time the third season premiered so didn't seem unreasonable that we would get a trailer i wasn't thinking we would but we did and Yeah, that it 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 was a trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was it was a trailer. Yeah, and it had lots of things happening in it. Let me, let me just say, let me just say it was an extremely Star Trek Discovery trailer. Yes, it's they're ramping, they're turning the Discovery up to eleven. Yeah, so and it's unfortunate. Let's kind of get into the nitty gritty for a moment here. So, uh. Well, I'll start with you. Okay, so I was calling it my bitchy hot takes earlier. Well, so, so why don't you do this? What, so, tell tell us what's what happened in that. Tell us what we saw in that trailer. Paint the picture for us for those who have not seen it, but they probably have. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Michael's looking serious and forlorn. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of explosions. Um. We see a destroyed bridge, I guess, or something. And then they're talking about a gravitational anomaly 
And this is not, I, I, this certainly gives the impression that this is not the type of gravitational anomaly we might have seen on Next Gen, where they encounter it, they figure it out, they leave. This seems like a season long, uh, galaxy spanning gravitational anomaly that is going to threaten all of all life and also bring together the um the disparate peoples of the former federation and michael and discovery are going to you know be the key to unlocking the mystery of the gravitational anomaly and they're gonna probably save the day and so then I saw also saw Michael wearing armor with neon lights on it for some reason. Which I thought was the Red Angel suit, but I forgot that she jettisoned that thing. Yeah. Still not still wait still waiting to find out why. Right. Um, well she had to send the last red burst, don't forget. The last signal. That's why she did that. Yeah. And minor detail that we may have forgotten when season three started, so I mean someone on the other somebody in the past is just going to find it and go, oh yeah they do it the the enterprise sees it um yeah but i forgot that but anyway and so then we see um saying how yeah it has to bring us together and federation or not we're all in the path of this thing yep and it seemed like the navarre president or whatever she was and mm-hmm. she's doing a mind meld with book for some reason I'd, I'd like to see the re i'd like yeah uh, i you know i can't see any path from here to her mind melding with book but um that's on the table it's on the menu for us um and everybody's looking kind of intense on the bridge um and there's lots of destruction yep again and they have new uniforms Yep. That, oh, they're so ugly. They look like a smock. You would give give you an art class so you don't get your clothes dirty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's a it's a discovery trailer, and I don't mean that. I don't just mean that literally. I mean it is. It's a Star Trek discovery trailer. Now, yeah, they're not changing gears. They're not changing gears. I, I so there's very little to go on. So obviously, I can't. Oh, it's enough. I can't offer a full analysis, right? But I can only analyze what was there. But I I have to say that what I'm seeing, I, I would say, so in three seasons of this show so far, when we see trailers for it, this is the first time where I'm feeling a little underwhelmed by what is being presented to us. And yeah. and, and that, and you yeah. gave us so much optimism to this show. Right. Well, obviously, what's playing into this feeling of mine is just how I felt coming out of last season. Mm -hmm. And you and I had pretty much agreed that, and you just said it, the show is not going to, doesn't seem to be wanting to change gears. Like, I think what we saw last season, uh, for all intents and purposes, is just what the show is going to be now. Yeah, that was peak discovery. Yeah, and as I as I watched the trailers for the other shows, right? What became very clear to me was each trailer had each trailer each show has their own distinct style. All right. We'll get into Picard's and Lower Decks separately, but Picard's was done very was again, the word we keep going to was tastefully done. Right? Yeah. 
lower decks was right in your face funny and just it was it was it was lower decks right Mm -hmm. this was this is discovery and what i'm what i'm exhausted by is and we don't know if this is going to be the case for the season okay i'm just basing off of what i saw you know it's clear that discovery is going to be is is just just wants to be the show where there's big stakes everything hangs in the balance michael and discovery they're the most important things in the universe at any given time and they're always going to be the ones to save the day so what i'm expecting more of this season is similar to last season big stakes multiple storylines probably unrelated storylines they're going to get a mystery a mystery season long ox right yeah it could be a why is this uh it's going to and then here's where i get a little critical because again just based on what i've seen last season these stories are probably going to be unrelated okay they're going to do this balancing act of all these other characters that are on the show not enough time for to get invested in all of them it's going to be big mindless blown out action and Mm -hmm. now that i know that i now know what i'm in for and so i think that i wouldn't say that i'm going to be disappointed i'm just that's i think what's happening and i don't take joy in saying this i I just think that you have different audiences for each show and i I just i'm beginning to feel like if if last season and this forthcoming season are going to be any indication I don't know if I'm just, I don't know if I'm the audience for the show anymore. I just don't feel like it's, this is really speaking to me anymore. Agreed. I think yeah. that as it, as the show has progressed, it has um, sort of uh, elevated the aspects of it that I didn't love at the beginning. And it's mm-hmm. tuned, tuned down the parts of it that I did like. So each progressive season, it's gotten a little less. Right. Uh, enjoyable for me and i think a good attitude for me to have is just that okay that's the way they're going with it and maybe it's not really targeted at me though right i do think this idea that there are there is a big audience of people that like action that are tuning in for for discovery i don't i don't know i don't know maybe it's happening that's the thing like when i say i don't know if this is the show if i'm not in that audience i I don't really quite know who that audience is, though. Yeah. I don't know like who action. it's... Yeah. If you're watching, I don't know, Fast and Furious well, but or I, Because I think, I, I think what, in some ways, I feel like what they're trying to do with this show, I feel like they're trying to reach out to the people who really loved the Kelvin timeline movies. And, I, and if you notice, the show, in some ways, has always kind of looked like them. Not 100%, but it sort of mimics the same camera movements, same... It's got the lens flares, of course, but I, I think it's trying to reach out to... Th- if that's even an audience, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's this is I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. So you're <laughs> trying yeah. to find us some explanation for it, I, right? And and again, I this isn't me saying that I don't like this show, and I'm not going to say Discovery sucks. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I just think that where this show is going, I I just don't think that I'm. I I, I don't know. I I just feel I think the show's losing me. Yeah, I think yeah. watching it with knowing going into it that 
it's gonna be what it is right and, uh, you know taking it as that maybe would be the best way for us to right. approach it further and i think that also involves us asking if we should continue to podcast about it yeah i mean it would feel weird not to but i know but i'm always i i always have hope i mean again I want Star Trek to succeed. I, I always want it to do well. I don't want there to be a show that I'm not going to watch. So, and I'm not going to be one of these like hate watches, right? I just think that the conclusions I drew just now, the, probably I should have had them maybe last season. But I think yeah, I was, maybe it was, I was a little ahead of. I think curve. it just took me too long to get that. I think now that I know this, maybe it'll be. I think it'll help me to temper my expectations because you said during a season wrap up that why should the people behind the scenes feel like they need to change anything because they probably feel like they did a fantastic job right and from hearing them on so the after show they do yeah. think they're knocking as i always say they think they're knocking it out right. of the park so why should we expect it to change yeah i mean yeah. but maybe they are knocking it out of the park right you know I, that's the thing we don't know with the, as much as there is speculation on different YouTube channels about how much or little money or you know business it's generating, I don't think anyone yeah. can really. But the last thing I'll say is I think that if the writing were a little better, it's I mean it's really it's really for me coming down to the writing, right? Because there are episodes I really of the show I really love. Yeah. I just think that it's the I, I I just yeah I just think it ends up being the being that because that I yeah. would say that wouldn't you say that that's been really our biggest complaint I feel like everything else would be yeah. fine if they just tightened that's this up a little bit so yeah. for me the yeah. writing is the show right I I've, I've well, heard other yeah. things like well I'm getting I'm getting you know um, Hollywood level special effects every week and they're stepping up their game and that's so secondary to me than if the writing's not there then right I mean yes the smoke monster looked great but as I said it's a lot of work for a metaphor for the kids fear which so but just an example of you know the, you can make it look great but if it's not connecting right. the ideas are not connecting then it, it's all and what you were describing is the classic, Nothing. like, I remember a few months back when they unveiled the uh, PlayStation 5 for the very first time. Didn't show any games. They just showed the console and the specs. And I watched this reveal, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. Show me the games, though. Your console's yeah. only as good as the games. If your specs yeah. mean nothing, unless I don't, I don't enjoy the games. And... Yeah. The same equivalency works with 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 many things. I mean, your movie theaters can be amazing, but do you have good films? You have, could have good sound, good picture quality, yeah. but show me your movies. That's why the Switch is the greatest console ever yeah. made. So, um, I would say so far my expectations are tempered. I mean, I, I I I will say that one of the things I am liking for what I'm seeing is that this villain of the season seems to be an anomaly rather than an actual so far rather than an actual person. And it made me think of kind of like V'ger from the motion picture. Like, could it be something like that? Um, And if they ultimately stick with that, that's a welcome change as far as I'm concerned. That would be very welcome. I'm not going to be cynical and say that I doubt that they will do that because last season 
the Osira didn't really. She just didn't gel. Yeah. Didn't gel. And and there was enough to deal with with the um, you know, the burn. Right. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a villain. But right, hope springs eternal, as the uh, cliche goes. But you wanted to bring up quickly. So one of the most glaring changes that we saw in the trailer was that the uniforms changed again. Yes. I mean, they are the, so they are the same uniforms. They just decided they sort of inverted them color-wise. So I don't think they're the same I mean, uniforms. I mean, they go, they're like a, it's like a, it's like a smock. Oh, they were the, I'm pretty sure they're the same. They just, where they, where there was gray and where there was a color, they reversed it. Uh, oh, meaning like these are the ones that the Starfleet people had. Right. Okay, like right. Vance was, but Vance, it fit him. These ones don't fit anybody. Well, they got them in the in the last scene of the third season. When yeah, Michael when Michael got her unearned captaincy, she was wearing the the, the uniforms. They were wearing the uniforms. Um, Sorry, <laughs> Michael got her unearned captaincy. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> but um, and the story goes, is, but they look like um, uh, they remind me of the dress. I think it's the dress uniforms from TNG. The ones yeah. they had where it was just the same shirt, but it was kind of longer. Yeah, ugly. Well, they, they, right. I mean, they, the story goes is that the costume designer realized that these new uniforms were blending in too much with the, the gray wall paneling on the ship. Which, okay, fine. I've never thought that. But, I mean, that's one of those things that's going to look, that's not going to look great on camera. But, but if you're watching the show and thought, wow, everything's really dark. They're really. Well, the- I mean, I, I would think, though, that given the fact that they're now 930 is in the future, when they upgraded the ship, can't you change the color palette of the ship, too? Right. Right. So I think yeah. Discovery itself, the ship itself, needs more color, not the uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever the reason, I mean, like, yeah. if you write, if you give me better writing, I'll take. Um, they can right. wear, you know, they can wear uh, uh, trash collector jumpsuits. I really don't care. Yeah. Like a depress. Right. But yeah. the thing is, and I, I it's funny because I sort of jokingly said it looks like um, Michael is pregnant. And she was. And she is pregnant. The actress is pregnant. Yeah. So I understand why they want to make hers a little looser. Yeah. To hide that, and that's fine. She should. Um, but you were saying it was. Re- I didn't notice it, but you were saying it was really obvious, right? Yeah, I yeah. thought so. And that's great. Have a family. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Uh, but they don't have to make everybody's loose around the mid range, mid right. area. It seems so odd. Star Trek's uniforms they, have they always did been s- so form fitting. They did seem. Now that you've mentioned it, they did seem rather large on everybody. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there? It it's, it almost reminds me of the situation that I think uh, I think it's true that um, Gal Gadot cannot do an accent other than her Israeli accent. So instead of trying to get her a voice coach to learn, you know, to do a different accent for the films, they made all the th- other Amazon Themyscirans speak with her weird Israeli accent. 
So oh, weird. So I see this as well. We have to make it loose for Michael. So right. we're gonna Got make it. it loose for everybody else, and it won't seem strange. Which, I mean, that seems weird. It's a, a, it's a minor detail. But they do have the TNG era color assignments. So Captain is red. Science or um like operations is gold and uh science is blue so they did do the the red and gold switch again so yeah given how easy it is for them to replicate uniforms i'm surprised they didn't just change them when they earlier well you i remember you had been sort of giving them a hard time because at the beginning of season two when Pike and the rest of the Enterprise officers came aboard, they they're supposed to be wearing original series type era uniforms, which means they have the rank stripes on the sleeves, and they didn't have those, and they and they had to quickly add them in digitally in post production. And you were yeah. like, "How do you not know it, this?" It's it was just a small thing where I I just saw that if they're not, that's a detail that seems yeah glaring to miss right it's not one of those like how dare they change it or anything it's just they're not um they're not paying attention to detail and right. i think we see that in the big picture too in this when the when the story when the plot points don't make sense either they're just not paying attention to details yeah it and was so, a metaphor yeah so i think discovery with these uniform changes, they just, they seem to be throwing more grenades into the mess as far as like trying to, this, there's a lot of things in Trek that don't make sense. And a lot of people have their own head cannons for things, but dude, I, I just can't get a hold on the, the, the constant uniform shifting. It's just, <laughs> and discovery is a show I, I, I think is the one that's done it the most. Yeah. That's yeah. certainly, I mean, even the, uh, when, you, when you look at the original, crew from the show to the motion picture to the wrath of Khan. I mean, those are some wild shifts, right? So, right. There is, um, you know, there is precedent for this. True. But yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But yes, I'm I'm willing to let them slide on this one. I mean, I don't like them, but mm, so my last point on season four, I would say what I'm fearful of is if you recall where season three ended, they went off to begin delivering dilithium to whoever. So it seemed like, all right, now we're going to get out there and do a little bit of exploring or this or that. Mm-hmm. I'm fearful that what we're going to get this coming season, hope this doesn't happen, that the, I think you said this to me the other day, mm-hmm. the more interesting stuff will have happened off screen that we missed. I believe so. I think that the idea is going to be that we don't want to see them going around and doing normal Starfleet activities. We want to see when the the disaster strikes. Right. And so we're going to get filled in, you know, like we spent the last eight months delivering whatever to the furthest outposts of the Federation and uniting the blah, blah, blah. All right. We're going to hear, we're going to tell us, and then it's going to be like, Oh, there's a gravity thing. And then they're going to deal with that. And it's, never going to see the thing we want to see which is normal what what i'm what i'm hoping about all the other series as we've talked about before um you know next gen they were just going around and encountering stuff and bringing diplomats from one place to another and you know shuttling vips around and you know normal stuff and then things came up and that was the the beauty of it. i was talking on the trick bbs about 
with some friends about this and we were talking about, they were talking about how, again, they missed the exploration aspect and somebody came back and said, well, if you watch TNG and the original series and they don't really do like a whole lot of exploring and, you know, cause mm-hmm. the person tried to try to differentiate exploration and drama. And I said, well, no, the drama is what comes out of the exploration. They're yeah, exploring something and they encounter something and you're trying to understand it. And then that's where the drama comes in. Yes. Right. Discovery's version of drama is <clears throat> these character moments that just happen repeatedly where yeah. Michael's like, I don't know if I'm, you know, ready to do this. And then this person's like, I meant to do this. And the drama comes on that show in, in just these character moments, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's so like compartmentalized. It's not, it's not drama for the episode. It's drama for that person. And yeah, if it were well done, maybe we would think differently about it, but I actually just had an interesting realization. So my thought process, I was saying, yeah, the thing that's missing is they forget that the all life in the, universe doesn't have to be threatened only the ship and that brings drama but here's the thing the spore drive makes think of any situation from next gen that could not have been immediately solved with the spore drive i mean there's a lot of them so they're they're never going to be in a situation where the ship is so threatened you know they're stuck in a gravity pull of a bloody blah star because it's just like oh we'll just we'll just mushroom out of here well yes and no I think that the show, the the plot is what decides when that technology works. It's 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 the classic like the transporters work as the plot tells me tells us things like that, the shields and all that other stuff. And they were guilty of it. They I mean they did it in the third. They did it last season too. So yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, that's always. I've come to expect that in truck. Yeah, you have to because it is true. Too many situations could be solved with the um, transporters or the transport. Right. So, but I, I, yeah, again, I think my, I feel like my expectations for the season feel a little bit, are a little tempered. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go in with too much, uh, expectation just given how I've been feeling about the show. And, you know, I, I want people to understand that I'm not, I'm trying not to turn my, turn into a, like a naysayer. It's just, if anybody listens to the podcast, they know that I was not, we were not happy with last season. Mm-hmm. And Everybody, so I do feel that we always give it a, uh, we give it a chance. Always give it a chance. And again, give credit where credit is due. Yes. So we, like some episodes. we watch it and we hope for the best. So, mm-hmm. and we, and we, and we still will. So, yes. Next up. Picard. Okay, Sure. Is that what you want to discuss? Or you want to do something else? Yeah, no, Picard, great. Right. Yep. So Picard, uh, again, like I said earlier, the trailer for that, very tastefully done. That that word is so perfect for that show. I think tasteful. <laughs> yeah. 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 They don't they don't go with the bombast. Right. Right. And so. I just hope that people aren't confused and think it's a QAnon announcement. Well, so the so the biggest re- yeah the biggest reveal of that season was that Q was coming back, which I remember I said to you not to say I was right, but I was right. I said that 
I said that uh, I think it's going to be Q. I think Q's coming back. Right. So. And not only that, but they also said the trial never ends. Yep. So it, it seemed to imply maybe that the season will be heavily Q. Yeah, he's... um. That line specifically, he's referring to... He, it's a repeat of a line that he said in All Good Things. Yes. Now, beyond Q, beyond what the what we saw in the trailer, we do what we also know is that Guinan is coming back because before season one premiered, Patrick Stewart came on the view and invited Whoopi Goldberg onto the show to which she accepted. So we know Guinan is going to be there in some form. We don't know what. Um I think now I have my theories about what we could be seeing this season. The biggest and probably the most on the nose one is listening to Picard's voiceover. I think there's going to be some I think there's going to be some sort of time travel element here. So. Yeah. Or at least a like ghost of Christmas past situation with Q. Like taking Picard through the moments of his life and something like that. Right. I could see that because. Yeah, you made the good point. Yeah, he's talking a lot about the, it's not the, the things we did, it's the things we didn't do that haunt us. And it's while doing that, it's zooming in on his first uh, ship, Picard's first ship. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like that's going to be something. And um, it's a situation where we didn't get much. And honestly, I don't. It, I don't think that they could have showed me something that I would not have thought. Yeah, there's a good chance that they'll pull it off because I trust the writers and the creators of that show yeah i mean i think the 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 thing in the trailer for me that one of the things that stood out the most was that they had that painting of the enterprise on his fireplace mantle which is the same painting that he had in his ready room on the show which was the first thing i noticed i think it was one of the first things you see you know how i love the ready room scenes you, i know the the chair that's behind his desk is the same one that he had in the movies and you know we see the stargazer model we see the thing that was really uh, uh, sort of, I don't know, surprising to me was the Reckoning tablet, the, which is a Bajoran artifact that Cisco um, discovered in DS9. So, so tell, tell me a little bit about this because I, I don't remember it. So the Reckoning tablet is, a again, it's a Bajoran artifact. Uh, we saw it in the DS9 episode, The Reckoning. And what I will do is I will re- I can just sort of give you a little bit of a overview on what it is. But um, when the storm was discovered by Captain Benjamin Sisko, he had it transported to DS9 so that he and Dax could decipher the inscriptions. And although they made some progress, um, Kai Wen first ordered ordered um cisco to return it back to bajor and you know frustrated at the fact that progress on deciphering the stone's inscriptions was going so slow cisco picked up the stone in anger and smashed it against a wall in doing so he released a trapped prophet and power wraith and initiated the reckoning which is a religious battle between the prophets and the power wraiths okay does yeah. that have anything to do with his eventual fate of becoming whatever he became uh, well, the power race played a factor in the final episode of Deep Space Nine. Haven't seen okay. it in a long time. 
they went to the fire Maybe caves but yeah that implies that we'll see cisco in some other realm or you know the yeah i mean it's interesting that picard has one but picard was also a sort of archaeologist so i don't know if that's a clue into the season does this imply that we may see deep space nine or cisco or something i i i don't know i would i mean i would welcome i would welcome that would you say it seems like a, a very specific choice right it's not it does act. it does because i would oh. think that here's the thing knowing that picard is a archaeologist i would think that as you say a specific choice had it had they not wanted to go in the DS9 direction, I would think that they would just have some other artifact of his that we've seen on the next generation. Yeah, right? or a Vulcan artifact. Or yeah, something. a Romulan would make sense right. given his connection. So, yeah, I mean, you could find out more information on this on the and again in the DS9 episode, The Reckoning, which is a season six episode. So, yeah, I mean, I. I'd be really surprised if Deep Space Nine did factor into the show somehow. Yeah, but it's it's difficult because when you think about Guinan and Q, who have a history together, mm. but then you throw in this tablet, you think like, how can how do those fit together? Do they fit together? I wouldn't right. associate Q with that, so. Right, but remember, the test never ends, and part of what Q would do was put Picard into these situations and see how he handled them. But so you don't know the state of the Bajorans. There could be some kind of situation he's put in that he has to deal with. But among the other things that we see, I mean, we see we see the Stargazer, we see the book Paradise Lost. Um. So, which happens to be the, by the way, which happens to be the title of, an, of a Deep Space Nine episode. Doesn't okay. the DS9 clue. So, we yeah. see um, something from the Dixon Hill series, which is the character that Picard was played on the holodeck. Um, I said we see the Stargazer. We also see a an hourglass, but the sands are going backwards. Oh, uh, yeah. So... And, and Paradise Lost 2 is about, you know, the Garden of Eden and that story. Yeah. So, and what happens? So, um, you, you touch, you get the knowledge that God didn't want them to have, so then they get cast out. Is that so, John Milton? Uh, John Milton, right? Yes. So yeah. I wonder if it's, has Picard crossed the line by making himself inhuman now? Well, and his the trailer ends with his voice before it goes over to Q. It says time off. Time offers so many opportunities, but never second chances. Now, if you one thing you could connect to that is in the TNG episode Tapestry, which is a Q themed episode. Picard, quote unquote, dies, and Q gives him the opportunity to go back in time to relive a part of his life as a as a cadet Starfleet where he loses his heart in the fight against the Nausicaan. 
and he he fixes it he fixes it and doesn't go through with it and then you see what he becomes after that doesn't it kills his friend or something so then they go back in time and do it do it right so Picard ends up becoming who the person he is so I, I think as simple and as sort of tasteful as this trailer was there, there's so much there to unpack there's so much there's so much in there Yes. And it's all, all of it is calling back into something, into the canon. So it's extremely do, intriguing. Yeah. Uh, how would you feel if we sort of leave season one and don't really revisit any of that? Well, I know we've discussed, are they going to pick up any of those threads? But I feel like when we discuss that, I have to go back and listen. Um, but I feel like a lot of that stuff we discussed, we felt like they seemed to be just minor things that we felt could have just been maybe addressed in a via like just hand waving some of it or just in dialogue. I don't know. I, that really the rep- I, I don't know that the repercussions of it are so great that I mean, it did feel resolved, bro. He's a he's a he's a machine well, now. Well, sorry, the events of it. Forget about. Hold on to that for a second. But oh, the yeah. event, the events that he participated in, right? The the, you know, what's the deal with the Romulans? What's what about Starfleet? Like uh, the internal strife in Starfleet. The what about the planet of yeah, Synthesoids? I I I don't that stuff. I don't. I, I'm I'm curious. But I don't feel like if they don't revisit it, it's not a big deal because it still felt resolved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those things to me didn't have very don't have lasting repercussions. Right. The Android thing. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a theme. I don't think from what we have seen in this trailer, I don't see how that fits in. But I, I, I know that I don't doubt that that's going to be a theme that they will ignore. I, right. I think that oh, they will. Yeah, yeah. I think that they will address it, and it's sort of Maybe like that's what he'll find out. He'll find out he doesn't have a soul anymore. Not that I think he believes in a soul. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I really, I really don't know. I'm trying to connect everything together: the Paradise Lost, the Cyborg. I mean, not Cyborg. Yeah, it, it, it's based anyway, on yeah, the whole speculation at this point. Based on what we've seen in this trailer, and based on what we know, where we left off it's really difficult for me to sort of thread a needle through all of that and see how it's all connected. Yeah. So, I like but to, to your, but to your point, this is, these are all very specific choices. So like seeing the stargazer, for example, does that mean Picard goes back to the battle of Maxia? Or right. It, yeah, it, right, because we already know that he can he's gone back and relive things with Q before. Correct. So yeah. Correct. So we could have had that pool that weird pool game to should have let us another clue. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of the whole trailer is just deep cut after deep cut. And yeah. I I'm I'm excited. I'm but intrigued is is more the word I would use. I mean, this is the, this is kind of the, I feel like this is the kind of thoughtful Star Trek show out of all of them. This is the one we, you know, this is one that's like, 
you know, Akiva Goldsman referred to the show as a sci-fi drama and not a sci-fi sort of action adventure show. So, yeah. and mystery, right? And intrigue. And so I think characters that have arcs and that we, yeah, their actions make sense. Yeah, exactly. If the actions don't make sense. It's so jarring. We know it's going to be explained later. So right. We, and all, all this is to my point that I trust the writing. Right. I mean, you and I have said it several times on, a, on this podcast that Picard was not, we like, we enjoyed season one quite a bit. It, I wouldn't. I, I don't know if I'd say it was a great season, but it was. A, it was. A, it was a good start, and we just felt like it's. It seems like they've started off well, and we. It's going to get better. It, you know, hopefully we'll get better as we go. Nothing about it. I think again, Stardust City Rag was really the only episode where we were just like, oh, I don't know. This is kind of. And even that it was just for me. It was just that it wasn't much about it really. It was yeah. just Kind of. Well, it was that, also yeah. I didn't have that connection to the character and whatnot, but yeah. Well, it was the episode that just had the most violence in it. And we were just like, this just doesn't feel. But it also had very goofy parts. So, yeah, it was a strange, tonally odd. It did. It did. But we definitely enjoyed that season quite a bit. We didn't really have very many negative things to say. And I think it really came out when we reviewed it. Because, remember, we we had so much to say. We split Mm -hmm. that review up into, like, three episodes. Yeah, because we actually – imagine this. I mean, I hate to keep comparing it to Discovery, but we felt the need to go uh, to talk at length about each character's arc. Right. So. Right. Because I think. I think going in, I think going into the show, we were a little fearful that because this is a show that's built around Patrick Stewart, I think we were a little fearful that the supporting cast around him wasn't going to be that strong because it was because it was the Picard show. Right. Which didn't end up being the case at all. I mean, again, it's still the Picard show, but I still think that Michelle Hurd, who plays Raffi, is is one of the best additions to the franchise. I mean, she's she's great. And as I have said this on a on a podcast earlier, was that even though that was the first time we met Raffi, we didn't know who she was before that, unless you read the comics. I still totally believed the history they had, the 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 unseen on-screen history that they have together that we never got to see. I oh, still yeah. I bought like, every second of it. He seems like just the type of person that, you know, he would go on to try to mentor. Yeah. Yeah, so Definitely. it's yeah, I I I again, it's not my favorite season of Trek, but it's it's no. it's quite a good one though. It's my favorite season of season-long arc Trek. Yeah. I can I can, I can go along with that. Yeah, because I know we all love, we both love um, Lower Decks, which is next to talk about. Yep. But as far as what we've gotten so far with the the one story in a season, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's definitely yeah. the best, the most uh, consistent and complete. Definitely, and I think out of the three of the three, well, the four shows really that that are discussed on this uh, first contact day, I think Picard gave us the most. I think Picard gave us the most tantalizing tidbits. Like, I watch that and I'm like, okay, this is how you do a teaser trailer. This is a perfect teaser teaser trailer. Yes. So much fan service. You're revealing so much and yet you're not revealing anything. Right. You're just giving, like, the tiniest of breadcrumbs. Yep. But they're pointing in a direction. Like, there's enough for you to work with. Exactly. Exactly. 
Which is, um, yeah, that, sure, that is really how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Because if you give us nothing, we have nothing to talk about. If you give us too much, then you give it away. Right. Right. I think that between those two shows, which oddly enough, we see way more in the Discovery trailer, and yet there's so much less to unpack in that one. Whereas Picard, like there's so much, it's <laughs> Picard, the Picard trailer is extremely, it's very juicy. It's a very juicy trailer. Yes, it's true. It's true. We, we, we see stuff, but it doesn't, it either gives us too much, I guess the discovery yeah. trailer. Well, I think, I think it's just, okay. It's more of the same. Yeah. 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 So the other one that, I personally am very excited for is season two uh, Lower Decks. The trailer that we got was brief, but I watched it. And like I said about the Discovery trailer, I watched it and I said, yep, it's a Lower Decks trailer. And I mean that in the best possible way. It's just going to be more of it's going to be more of what we saw last season from what I've seen so far. I mean, I'm obviously the big question is. Because Boimler's on the the Titan right now with Riker, so and it's not going well. It's not going well, and it looks and it looks and it's it, so it, happy it's, about because he was such a jerk at the end of last season. Well, but also when I saw what was happening to him in that trailer, he was like freaking out. I thought to myself, like, this is what I would expect to be happening with him right now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's still even though I'm mad at him for that for what happened at the end of last season. I'm still I still like what I'm seeing because that's what I would expect to happen to yeah, Boimler in that, that situation. And yeah. I like how it's Riker's just total um you know run headlong into danger attitude is just he can't handle it. Right. Boimler can't handle it. Right. So Yeah, I mean I wouldn't say there's a whole lot to unpack about that trailer. It just seems like I think that's the biggest question of the season, right? How do they sort of get Boimler back into the fold here if they do? And can they forgive Boimler? And can they forgive Boimler? And what will happen to um, our favorite? Uh, what's her name? <laughs> Mariner. Later skaters. What is her name? Mariner. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mariner. Another yeah. Mariner has chosen her path. Well, you know, where is she moving up the ranks? Is she, what's she doing? Uh, well, and I think you're also going to have. Don't forget with Rutherford, he had to get this whole cybernetic implants reset. So. That's probably oh, gonna be forgot a, who everyone was. Right? That's probably going to be a good sense of a good. Uh, there's probably going to be some good jokes in there too. But, um, yep. but it seems like for the upcoming season, like, like there are things that it's not just going to be sort of, you know, retreading season one, just with more of that. Like there are things that need to be dealt with. In the season. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm. 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 I'm ready. Me too. I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it. Um, the, the surprise hit of the new Star Trek slate. Definitely. Yeah. Um, better than the Orwell even today. The Orville. Yeah, that's it. Cut that out. <laughs> Went for a cheap joke and I missed. And that was a sign that I should not have tried. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and I will. I should mention that season one of Lower Decks is going to be on DVD and Blu-ray sometime next month. Finally. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. But still sticking with it right now that it's my favorite of the new shows. Yeah. I think one of the interesting insights is the fact that there's a lot of um, improv that goes into the show, which is neat because I think for animated shows, I think that's a little less common because I'm sure that makes the animation a little trickier. Right. But whatever they're doing, I say just keep doing it because it's working out quite well. Yeah, I mean, the when you think about it, I think Lower Decks and even Picard in some ways, more so Lower Decks, I mean, both shows were real, real radical departures for the franchise. And I think, I mean, I think they worked out really well. I mean, I, it's just we lower decks especially because it's just i remember when they said when they announced it they're doing an adult animated comedy and i was just and me like many trek fans were like how the hell is that gonna work Mm. and before we before we began recording tonight we were kind of talking about that show and i said you know i'm so happy that that's I'm just I'm so happy that we love this show because we were so skeptical in the beginning. We're like, how are you going to do something like that? How is that going to work? I wasn't that skeptical. <laughs> I mean, you were, but record. not not maybe not to the only same be, extent. Only I because, and I mentioned it before, I had seen the Harley Quinn show. Right. That was sort of similar, and I really really enjoyed that. So I kind of thought that um, this was yeah. going to work. Yeah. And it just I, I I think out of the like definitely out of the new shows. If I'm going to put on an episode, mm-hmm. it's always a Lower Decks episode. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. If we only had Picard in Lower Decks, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. I, 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 right? There's a serious and dramatic, and then there's the goofy and fun. If Seriously, dude. Like, if I, if I woke up tomorrow morning and the horrible news broke that CBS does not renew discovery for a fifth season like at this point i i don't think i would be too i would not be heartbroken about it right yeah i would yeah yeah mm. but you know I, I think what i also need to do is sort of calm down a little bit because i'm also placing a lot of as i think a lot of people are i'm seeing in various places placing a lot of faith in the upcoming Strange New Worlds. That's and true. I... Yes, it's the Star Trek show I've wanted for ages. Mm-hmm. But I want to be sure that it that it's not... I, I think the shows have done a very good job of staying separate as far as, like, you know, either plot or the way the stories are told. And as I said to you sometime during our last podcast season that I think with Lower Decks we're getting a very good sort of indication of how Strange New Worlds might be structured because they're doing individual episodes but as I also mentioned those character arcs are carrying over which seemed to be the case in Lower Decks so I said this might be how maybe we're seeing how Strange New Worlds is going to be and if that's the case then great I mean I'm, I'm all in it's just going to be an hour long. So, but right. I was disappointed that we didn't get anything on that show today yes. on first contact yeah. day. I would have thought we'd at least gotten something. Yeah. But and maybe they're saving that for, um, Star Trek day. 
in September. Yeah, I have to believe that because you think about it, it would make sense. I mean, the filming yeah. will be done by then, but also that's also the day the original series began. And what is this a prequel to? The original series. So maybe it would make more sense, but... You think maybe we're going to get another 24 weeks of Star Trek with um, Lower Decks and Discovery? I think so. So Lower Decks is coming back on August 12th. We got a yeah. firm date on that one, which is around the same time that it premiered a few months back. Yeah. So I think we're definitely going to see Lower year. Decks and Discovery before we see anything else. I think I think that's what we're going to see. Although I, I think I would be happy if Discovery started before Lower Decks, just to get it over with. Get it over with. I think, but... Having said that, though, I think what we're going to get this time is we're going to get a longer set of consecutive shows, which when they talked about building out the Star Trek TV universe, they said they wanted to have like a new Trek on the air like every week. And I know Kurtzman came out and said, well, that's not even possible. But uh, Marvel seems to be doing it. I think that with a one week break in between, I think that we're going to. But I think we're going to get close to that. I think so. I think what's going to happen is we're going to get lower decks for us. We're going to get discovery. Then you're going to get probably strange new worlds. Then Picard. You're going to get more shows coming in together because they're all in production right now. Yeah. We also have Prodigy. Don't forget to discuss really quick. But yes, yes, yes. Prodigy is going to be on Nickelodeon, and I don't think that that's going to be bound to the streaming schedule i think it's going to be yeah playing alongside whatever show or shows are on the air so yeah like uh legend of the hidden temple or whatever Secrets yeah. of the hidden temple double dare um yeah first you know i i will check it out definitely maybe we could even do you know two episodes at a time and podcast about it if, if it strikes our fancy yep um we didn't get much information we got the reveal of the janeway uh character we did and get a I, reveal of that yep and i have to say good on janeway i mean good on actress for Kate making Mulder. them yeah making them yeah not have the character um model be so hot <laughs> i think that's brilliant it's you know good for her yeah so but we got it. We got some show details about about it too, and so yeah, we got the Janeway reveal, which was great. But it's not. It, it's it's absolutely not what we thought. What anybody thought. So, Janeway is a hologram. Oh really? On the show. So, I'm just going to read the what TrekMovie.com has just to make it easier. But they say, uh, Mulgrew, Kate Mulgrew, will appear as the built-in emergency training hologram on the ship and a little bit more detail it says prodigy follows a motley crew of young aliens who must figure out how to work together while navigating a greater galaxy in search for a better future these six young outcasts know nothing about the ship they have commandeered a first in the history of the star trek franchise but over the course of their adventures together they will be introduced to Starfleet and the ideals that it represents. Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah. That's a great synopsis. Yeah. This actually sounds like a fantastic show. And it is set in the Delta Quadrant where Voyager uh, took place. Nice. And so, when is it set? 
No, no, really. Uh, when? Oh, it's set in the year 2383. So it's after the events of Voyager and Nemesis, and it's set in the Delta Quadrant. Okay, after Voyager and Nemesis, is it before Picard? It's before Picard, and I think that would put it... Okay. Uh, God, I forget the year Lower Decks take place. Maybe parallel to Lower Decks, maybe just before, just before, just after. Okay. I can't remember the year Lower well, Decks. I guess it's in Delta Quadrant. It doesn't much matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Um... No, but I, that's I, a, I do like that idea a lot. I mean, especially when you're doing a show with for kids. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm into it. Yeah. Because it explains why they're a riffraff crew of aliens and her presence. It's like that's a very interesting and good way to do it. Right. Because it would be far fetched to have her in any other way, you know, to have the character. Right. Be. Plus, they might want to save the character to do something more real or serious with later. And it's it's a really funny twist on the events because Voyager had the emergency medical hologram and now Captain Janeway is now, I guess, she was so good as a captain leading a crew that they made a training hologram out of her. So I, I just, when I heard that, it just I was just kind of smiling ear to ear. I'm like, that's, yeah, because it also puts Janeway, the character, in a really good light, especially like if you want to, if you're targeting the show toward kids and you mm. want to give them like a, you know, strong role model, especially when it's like a bunch of aliens who don't know anything and they just don't know how to work yeah. together. And you have this right role model showing them how to do it. Yeah, just like she she did with um, Seven of Nine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just jumped up on my uh, my excitement level. Just jumped way up. It, it 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 to me feels very feels very Star Trek to me. Yeah, that's great, and I love that. Like they're gonna learn about the ideals. You know how I love the ideals. Right. Teach the, well, crew, disco- teach the crew of Discovery those ideals. No, they know they the should, they should they know download. The they should download a Janeway for Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly they can't hold on to a captain. So maybe they should do that. They should download a Janeway. Yeah, just get it off the App Store. Just grab a Janeway off the App Store. Yeah. <laughs> off the Starfleet App Store. Have her walking around telling, giving people advice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it. I, I, that's a, I, that's a, that's a. Can you, can you do a uh, Janeway uh, telling Michael to that what she's doing is is not a good idea? I would love that. Can you do an impression? You do a good Janeway. Oh God! Um, like, I have to think of something that Janeway would say, and I want to like actually lift dialogue. But um, yeah, I'll have to think of something. Okay. I can't okay. do it off Go the on. cuff. I can't do it off the cuff. So, but I, but I, no, I, 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 forgive I, you. I huh? I forgive you. <laughs> but no, I like that. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very thrilled that you are thrilled about it. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm yeah. into it. Well, so I don't, not that this relates, but tell me if you tell me about like the, cause this is new territory for Trek, but Star Wars has done stuff like this with animated shows, right? Like they've appealed to a younger audience of kids. Yeah, I never watched the one that did. Oh, you never did? Oh. The Freelander something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Clone why? Wars did, but the Clone Wars was this weirdly perfect mix of like appealing to adults and kids. Yeah. But then they had one that was definitely more for kids. Two of them, actually, and I just couldn't get into either. Rebels oh, wow. also, I feel, was very good at 
the balance between adults and kids. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I was always going to watch the show anyway, but I do like that idea, the premise of the show, quite a bit. Um, and I'm again, impressed. I mean, huh? I'm impressed. And again, I think that it's a very, once again, I, I think you, somebody may not like all of these new Trek shows or any of them, but, and regardless of how you may feel about them, the shows are at least, they're trying to grow the base. They're trying to grow the audience base. Right, Trek, that's a demographic that Trek has never really gone after and has succeeded at it. I mean, yes, you had the animated series. Okay, and I know that we say, like, you know, it's kind of cliche to even say, oh, it's a cartoon, you know, kids. But, and while I'm sure kids watched the animated series, it was still written for existing fans already. Yeah. So it did win an Emmy for best programming at the time. Yeah, I find but, that most of the episodes play a lot like the original series. They episodes. do. Not much different in the writing. They, they were very adamant by saying that with that show, they did not talk down to their audience. They said, we were doing Star Trek. And I guess one episode of that show that actually made quite an impact was the the, the famous one, Yesteryear. Because there's that scene where Spock has to deal with his dying pet Salot. And it died. And so I think there was some concern about, is this going to be too heavy for kids? But it ended up not being the case. And so um, I'm hoping that Prodigy is done with a sort of, in a sort of similar vein. Like, I don't expect the show to sort of talk down to the audience. Right? Right. So. Yeah, yeah. And so the the creators, uh, they wrote the story for the Lego movie. Which I liked. They wrote, they wrote scary stories to tell in the dark, which we saw in the theater. We did. And we enjoyed it fine, actually, for like yep. the lighter uh, scary movie. It was yeah, great. it was a fun movie. I haven't seen it since, but I I did enjoy it. Yeah, so that's good that we've you know, got a little track record. They were hired by Guillermo del Toro to uh, co-executive produce his series Troll Hunters. Yep. The one in Emmy. The so. ones who wrote this, they're brothers, I think, right? They're brothers? Yes, they are. They're brothers. Yeah. From the same mother. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's very good. Good. Do we have well, a date on that? Huh? we have a date on We don't. We don't have a date on that yet. No. So, I, I was a little surprised, though, because I thought that we would have at least gotten some kind of trailer or something but yeah right no be waiting for sweeps week well i can also see that them not wanting to use first contact a to 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 sort of i don't think they want to put all their eggs in one basket yeah yeah so one last news item which i only uncovered before we started doing this so apparently um i'm kind of rolling my eyes at this because it's sort of a i believe it when i see it Paramount sets top secret Star Trek movie for summer 2023 for a release date of June 9th, 2023. Top secret? Which, yeah. So, 
again, there have been so many starts, starts and stops for this yeah. movie franchise. I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, well. I think just, top secret just, means they don't know what the hell it's going to be yet, but they want to put a date out there. Right. But it will be produced by J.J. Abrams. So what that tells me is maybe this could be a Kelvin timeline film. Maybe. Which I wouldn't be against. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd take that crew back, especially, like I said, I think that the last movie was the best. So yeah, give them a chance to close it out. Can I? Here's what I'm beginning to notice about those movies. So you know, we always we've we've talked several times about how Trek always seems to get Trek that people may have hated. Years mm. later, they start to like it. Yes. And that happens because when new Trek comes out, they don't like it, and they're like, "Well, you know what? That old Trek wasn't that bad." Yeah, and then usually right. you have people also that saw the old Trek when they were younger, and yeah. so they have a more positive spin on it, and you start to hear from them more as they get older. Now, I'm not saying... Now, again, I liked the Kelvin films just fine. They're not my favorite, but they're, they're fine. I enjoy them, right? Mm-hmm. And while they may be action-heavy, which it's a movie, you know, you've got to... It's 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 expected in 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 some way. Um, I I um. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I was discussing with a friend of mine, who oddly enough watched the trailer for season four of Discovery and was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And we were talking about how the character of Michael has not seemed to change in three years, right? It's that everybody around her has, but she hasn't. And there's this whole, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm right for this. And, you know, there's a, there seems to be like a character, like there seems to be a situation, a mental situation all the time. And I don't know if I can do this and questioning. It's that that phenomenon of failing upward. Yeah. This and that, right? So I said, you know, I, I, and I'm not turning this into a bashing Discovery or Michael Burnham situation, but the reason I'm mentioning this is because I said she hasn't grown in these three years. She really, she still has the same faults. Okay, she hasn't, she has not seemed to have learned from the past, right? And I said, in the in the Kelvin films, okay, there's a moment. It's in Into Darkness. All right, I forget the full context of the situation. Kirk says to Spock, he says, he's like, he goes, look, I have no idea what I am supposed to do. I just know what I can do. And he just does it. And, and while I know Michael Burnham is not a Captain Kirk, right? No. It's that moment of, like, that movie captured, I think, a good Kirk moment. Like he doesn't know what it's, it's Kirk acting on intuition, right? It's Kirk saying, there's no one way to do this. I'm just going to do what I know. Yeah. Right. Because he can't do anything else because he doesn't know it. And that's something that I don't feel like it's, I feel like it's moments like that, that I may not have realized when I saw those movies for the very first time. Right. Mm. So 
what I so my point here is that I, I, I while the Kelvin films are not perfect, I think they definitely portray the characters of the of that crew of that ship fairly well. And I I do I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them again. And even more so now because I do have my fec, my fix of Trek on TV, so they're not the only Trek, and I, and I think that's also part of it too. For a while, they were the only Trek that we had. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. And and they're all fine actors. They are. You know, I think they they do it well. So yeah, I, I would love to see them again. But again, if you watch those three movies, I've watched them back to back before, all three of them, yeah. and you do see, huh? I've never done that. And you do see Kirk grow throughout those three movies. Yeah, that's good. And especially if you watch them like back to back like that. So, yeah, I, I enjoy them. And I I think that, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if this was the final Kelvin film for this crew. But I, like I if they... A proper final cut. I'd like to see, you know? like, if they, I would like to see a proper like send off. Yeah, yeah. But what I think would be, what I, I think would be kind of cool. This is the fourth Kelvin film. Mm. Four. Oh, can, we get, some, can we get some whales? <laughs> I would take whales. I mean, it would be groaned at a lot, but you know, you know my love. I'll tell you something. Love that I'm going to tell you something right now. I, if they decided to do a time travel story in the same vein, like coming back to modern day, I would be so on board with that. I really would. Me too. Yeah. It would be tough though, that now that they've, they've lost their check off to yeah. tragedy, that we wouldn't get nuclear vessels. Yeah. I don't know if you can do but, it without nuclear vessels. But do you, th- I mean, do you think that just given the current state of the world, they could do a story like that and really do something with it? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I think you should just do it in the 80s and make it whales. <laughs> that's how you get around. Take that. the actual Star Trek 4, do like a like a Back to the Future Part 2 thing where you they're you're they're in San Francisco at the same time as the other Kirk and oh, Spock are in San Francisco. And you see them. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I I but you know, here's the other thing I got to tell you. So I think we discussed this before. Now that the movie franchise and the TV franchise are now under the same corporate umbrella, meaning that they're not separate entities anymore. I mean, I'd be cool if they. And given that the the, the you know Discovery has acknowledged and Picard has acknowledged somewhat the existence of that universe, I wouldn't. I I'd be down with like some kind of crossover or something like that. That seems like it's getting into generations territory, though. Right, but generations done well. Well, sure. I actually like generations. I don't think it's that. I don't hate it as much as I did at the time. Right. My recent watch, I I thought it was. But no, I would love that. I may have mentioned, but I I liked up until it gets weird better. Like it's almost like it started off as a Star Trek movie that I wanted to see. Yeah. And then it went to the planet and it got all. I'd be. I'd be so into them going back to 1986 San Francisco and being there at the same yeah. time. As I think that's your way around it because I don't know what you could do now that would be unifying. Get to climate change. Yeah, whales. You got to do whales. But what do they go? What do they go back to 1986 San Francisco for? 
Kills the whales. That's where the whales are. Right, but they need whales also. Yeah. Kirk the same and, Prime Kirk and Spock. Prime Kirk and Spock beat them to the aquarium, so they had to figure <laughs> something else. Figure something else out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So then, yeah, they wouldn't need whales. Maybe they need something else. Maybe they need like walruses. I don't know. The funny thing would be is that they wouldn't even know that that was Kirk and Spock. No. They well, they yeah. would know Spock. Well, because he's got the headband on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think or like Quinto Spock. Quinto Spock is yeah, wearing the same outfit. Is wearing the same outfit, and he sees another one. He's like, "Wait, <laughs> well, no, Prime Spock wouldn't know him yet. It'd be it's too early. He wouldn't know. Oh him yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, Quinto's yeah. Nimoy Spock wouldn't know Quinto Spock yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. But like Quinto Spock is wearing the same terry cloth bathrobe, and he's got the thing to, and he sees he sees Nimoy Spock, and they're like. <laughs> and then the Kark would say they're both Chinese <laughs> well do you remember so um, and that's I'm, a reference to the episode where uh, Kirk covers for Spock's strange looks by saying well yeah. obviously we're just Chinese He's, yeah and he says uh, goes along with it he caught his head in a mechanical rice picker <laughs> yeah time I hear that line I'm like what does that even mean yeah that's uh a little stereotypical now stereotyping but yeah that's all right thinking the moment. It, it's the whole obviously he's you know obviously yeah right clearly totally buys it yeah so yeah i mean I, again the 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 film franchise right now has had so many starts and stops i, I just i don't even just just make the damn thing and i'll yeah, show me the trailer and i'll get excited like i don't even you know yeah yeah, they're 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 getting to be as bad as DC with announcing movies that never happen. Well, especially when they announce release dates. I don't know if they've announced release dates. June ninth, twenty twenty three. Might be a little more serious. God, though. dude, that's like two years away. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be the one where they bring um, Thor into it. You know. Remember that was the talk at a point they were going to bring was, back. Yeah. Uh, that that was the movie I think that Chris Pine walked off on because they weren't meeting his salary demands. Yeah, um, become a big movie star. That was because uh, Beyond didn't make that much money. Which again, I have to say, I think Paramount fucked the whole thing up. But it's a great movie. yeah, well, we've discussed that too. So um, well, that's exciting. Well, but, yeah, so I think um, yeah, like I think what you said. Give me a trailer. Someday we'll see something, and then we'll have something to say. But yeah. just pick one of them and make it. Right. You've had all these things, Quentin Tarantino and all these things. and Just pick one. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was First Contact Day. It was cool. Um, and, yeah, this year also marks the 25th anniversary of First Contact, the movie First Contact, which we could have a longer discussion about as we near the release date of that. So that yeah. was... November 22nd, 1996 is when it came out. That would be fun. So it's still about eight months away. But, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Definitely thanks for tuning in. So, and again. Tuning in, another one of those words you say that doesn't have any meaning anymore. Tuning in. Yeah. Nothing to Yeah, tune. it's becoming very antiquated, yeah. Um, I was actually playing a game yeah. with some friends today, and we, we were playing like a Pictionary type game. 
and we had to guess the word fast forward because any drew and he drew like the uh you know the two, two hours. arrows and we guessed it and i was like does anybody even say that anymore or is that just like and i feel like you and i had this discussion one time like yeah. does that does that mean anything beyond the vcr era yeah a rewind rewinds the best one because you literally are winding the tape yeah and there's nothing to wind anymore right because we were talking about that and i was like i don't well, i don't say rewind i say like i'll say like i'll go back go back go back a few frames and my mom, when she records things with her DVR, will still say, oh, we're going to tape it. Oh, people still say that. Yeah. I, I catch myself saying it sometimes. Oh, dude, I was hanging out with some friends <laughs> a couple of years ago, right? I had I was hanging out with my friends, uh, Evan and Marco, and I was like, uh, Marco was like um, recording us on his phone. And Evan's like, oh, yeah, he's videotaping us while I'm videotaping myself. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what tape? Where's the tape? Show me the what tape. Do you mean? What do you mean videotaping? Yeah. I'm like, you're talking about a format that doesn't even really exist anymore. Yeah, there's no tape. No, it's, um, yeah, I, I, and I can't even believe some who have never even experienced that era of digital media, or just of, not digital media, but just media, Yeah, even know I mean, to say we're that. We're so behind now that even for kids now, like, the way we looked at eight tracks is the way kids now look at, like, speedy. Right. Oh, I've heard people like retroactively now call VCRs VHS players, and I'm like, no, that's not what we called them. Yeah, no, VCR. VCRs. What does that stand for? I don't know what it stands for. It doesn't matter. That's what they're called. Well, they even if you maybe even, video cassette recorder, I guess. But if you even watch the news, like when they when they refer to having footage of something like amateur video, they say play the tape. It's like it's not a tape though. Yeah. You don't have that even on a tape. Footage. Even footage, because like that's like feet of tape, literally the measure right. of feet. So and no that's the other thing. Like we don't say film anymore because film is a medium, like yeah, a, a film literal medium. But it, you know, it also means like in place of movie, I'm going to watch a movie. But saying I'm going to watch a film yeah. is from the movie. days when you actually did watch it on a film when it was actually a film. I like to say film better because movie sounds like a little trashy, you know? Like, there were talkies and then there were movies. Hey, talkies. No, I, I'm agree, I agree with you. I, I, I really do enjoy saying film. It, it, it's, it's much more of a... It, there's much more sophistication to it. Yes, yes. It's a film. Yes. Fine film. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It was a very fine that, film. That, that film really made me think. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, again, there's much more... Like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down for a nice quiet evening with a glass of you know, with a glass of wine and watch a film. Watch a film, yeah. You think like when you say film, you think oh, it's gonna be like a, like a uh, you know Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, or, and that's the thing. That's the other thing. Academy Awards gonna be um, you, Moonlight. It's that's the other thing. Oh my god. Okay, so we're getting into gar- we're getting into your favorite garbage and everything. But like, yeah, like film to me also means like you don't say that for everything. You only say that for a certain type of movie. Right. You don't say that for um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, like you said, Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola film. Yeah. Because you know what I think it is? I think it's one of those things that you see in the opening credits. A film by Francis Ford Coppola. That's true, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you, if I was a director, that's what I'd want it to say in all my I'd want it to say a film by <laughs> with my name. I this this is what I this is what I would do. <laughs> yeah. It's like people don't say somebody it's so weird. Somebody I work with actually still says, and he's he's just a year older than me, and he still says television, which I just think is strange. And I always I'm like, why do you say that? 
And he goes, well, that's what it is. I go, I know that. But do you say I'm going to go out and dr- I'm going to go buy a new automobile? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, it just bothers me for some reason. It's, just, you know, say TV, it's not. Yeah. I always found it interesting when I was younger, people would say uh, television program. So <laughs> Instead of a television show. Has anybody ever said this to you? I, I love this because my grandfather says this. They say, I'm watching my stories. I've never seen that in real life. I've oh, only God. seen that on, on shows that are making fun of ignorant people. No, like, I've, I've heard people say that. I'm watching my stories. Wow. And usually, <laughs> for me, that usually refer to soap operas. Yeah, I'm watching my stories. Yeah. Yeah, I think I first heard that, I believe, when um, The Simpsons had an episode where it was the future and Lisa's life had turned out badly and she was sort of a uh, poor uh, rural person and she was sitting on the couch going i'm watching my stories it's a very antiquated term it's a very very antiquated term I'm watching although my soap operas are still going strong i believe most of them yeah it's, it's a wonderful te- it's a wonderful television program yeah program it's a program it's a nice program they do program them they do but that's not the, the essential part of it the programming of it that's just putting them in order this would right. be on the time yeah so yeah um, cool well i think that's gonna do it for us for now it's definitely gonna do it for us for now so yes. uh we'll be back at some point and i think obviously we'll continue to be doing our trek podcast whenever the need suits us depending on what's announced until the new show comes on but um i guess we at some point uh we should Maybe be getting back to our other podcast, uh, Primetime Oddities. Yes. Which we Actually, haven't forgotten about, but still on this I podcast break of mine. Very so. odd and weird uh, sitcom, actually, that i got to tell you about. So. Oh. Okay. I'm excited. Well, right. Later, uh, skaters. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>